Hello, my squirrel friends. <laughs> um, so welcome to the last part of my three-part series about the children um, who I believe were victims of not only their parents, but also of the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and the Department of Children and Family Services. Um, today... We are going to discuss the last case, Um, but before I do that, I do want to preface, just like I have in the other episodes, that um, this is going to be a trigger warning for child abuse, neglect, and murder and death of children. Um, I know that this is a very hard case to hear. I know that the other two were also hard cases to hear. So if you need to take a break or you don't feel like you can listen, I will not be offended. Um, I did a week's worth of research on these three cases, and honestly, I can say I'm tired. Um, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, and some of my other episodes I've been more chipper, um, and I've been kind of somber. I think that has a lot to do with... I think... (laughs) for the first time in my 34 years of existence, I have found three cases that kept me up at night. Um, Not just for the brutality of the crime, not just because they were children, but because I myself am a counselor and I've worked for a crisis intervention and crisis prevention program. And... um, I've never encountered cases like this ever. And I hope I will never encounter cases like this. Um, these are just soul crushing. Um, <sighs> this one is one of the hardest ones for me out of the three because he was so small. So today we're going to be talking about four year old Noah Cuatro. On July 5th, 2019, the parents of four-year-old Noah Coatro called 911, stating that their son had drowned in the pool at their apartment complex. However, when police arrived, they did not believe that he looked like a drowning victim. Noah's family had been under the supervision of DCFS. The Office of Protection report, OCP, For Noah describes a child who was wrongfully returned to his parents and should have been removed from his parents' home. Just like Anthony Avalos and Gabriel Fernandez, Noah died under DCFS supervision. So just a good idea of this small child, shortly after he was born in August 2014, he was removed from his mother's care and later returned in May 2015. Noah and his sister were removed again in November 2016 after Noah had been diagnosed with failure to thrive, developmental delay, congenital hypertonia, and was medically neglected by his parents. Noah was then returned to his parents in November 2018, and between the time of his return and the time of his death, the following occurred. Noah was never put into preschool. 
on February 28th, the caseworker who saw Noah described him as lethargic. April 2019, Noah's maternal grandmother called the CPS hotline, stating Noah appeared thinner, intimidated, and scared. His grandmother also stated that Noah claimed his butt hurt and that his father hits him and curses at him. Noah's caseworker visited Noah and noted that there was a bruise on his back. On April 18th, the caseworker made a report on the family. On April 19th, Noah was taken for a forensic exam and Noah denied the abuse. This was the first time out of the three cases that any of the children were taken for a forensic exam after an emergency report was made. So I do want to say that that part is better. In May, the caseworker noted that Noah's parents were habitual liars and it was concerning for Noah to be in their custody. May 15th, Noah's grandmother states that she is concerned that Noah is being sexually abused because he once again states that his butt hurts. Noah again denied the allegations and his mother denied being pregnant. This will be more important later. The removal order was granted for Noah, but no one ever acted on it. Let me say that again. The removal order for Noah was granted by a judge, but no one at DCFS acted on it. On June 6th, Noah's mother gave birth. Hospital staff reported concerns about her mental health, but released the baby into her fucking care anyway. On June 18th, Noah was found at risk for his at risk at home to be high and once again his mother's mental health was noted. On June 19th Noah's case was closed. So before I go any further I really want to fucking like just bring this up. So In May, his removal order was granted. So what the fuck happened between May and June 19th that they suddenly were like, you know what? (laughs) He doesn't need to be removed anymore. He can just fucking stay and continue to get abused and look lethargic and neglected. And it's perfectly fucking fine. Like what? Like who? How does that make sense? You know? I just, I don't, I don't understand how they were like, meh, it's fine now, no no big deal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, th- doesn't that just blow your mind? And, and the worst part about this whole thing for me is that his parents... Jose Maria Cuatro Jr. and Ursula Elaine Juarez 
had these children removed from them and given back multiple times. And they still closed the case. And I just... uh, In what sense does that make? You know? So, um, I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to finish Noah's story. squirrel friends so now we're on July 5th when Noah was hospitalized for drowning now the audio and transcripts from the 911 call on July 5th were included in the grand jury proceedings against the two parents Juarez could be here could be heard telling the dispatcher that they had pulled Noah from the swimming pool and is administering CPR over the phone. Noah's father would later demonstrate to investigators um, how he labored to save his son's life. You know, he was saying, Noah, breathe, Noah, breathe. Um, However, he was transported to the hospital with no signs of drowning or at all and no water in his lungs. However, there were signs of physical and sexual abuse. Noah had blood near his bottom, a fractured vertebrae, lacerations on his liver, fractured ribs, and bruises all over his body. He died on July 6th. Both of his parents um Sorry. Both of his parents, Jose Marie Maria Cuatro and Ursa Elaine Juarez, were charged with the murder and torture of Noah Cuatro. His father also got received an additional charge of sexual abuse. So Noah's official cause of death was ruled a homicide by asphyxiation and blunt force trauma. Um, According to the grand jury documents, Noah had soiled his pants that night, which enraged his father, who then beat and suffocated Noah and then allegedly sexually abused him. Noah's father claimed... He didn't believe Noah was his, and so that's why he targeted him. Um, A DNA test, however, was conducted through the autopsy and found evidence that Noah was Jose Cuatro's biological son. Um, Noah's mother even at one point sent a text message that read, I have almost killed him so many times. I had to do CPR for him to wake up and stay alive, right? Um, So now there are civil suits against the Los Angeles County Department of Children and Family Services because they failed to follow through with a court approval to remove Noah from his home. Uh, The child worker that pushed it through, Susan Johnson, 
Um, according to her testimony, her supervisors were able to overrule the court order. And Johnson also said that her supervisor dismissed her from this case. Um, now, the last piece of information that I could find on Noah's case was that there was supposed to be a hearing on March 16th, 2021. That's all I have found. I can't find anything else um, more recent than that. Gabriel Fernandez, Anthony Avalos, and Noah Cuatro all lived in Antelope Valley and were failed by DCFS and the justice system. Why? I mean, they claim it was because they were short-staffed, but I mean, is that honestly a valid enough excuse to overlook child abuse? After Gabriel Fernandez's death, they, they created the Blue Ribbon Commission to give DCFS management proposals to improve the situation. However, DCFS ignored and didn't put any processes in place to implement the well-thought-out and considered proposals and recommendations for their department. In 2019, there were a total of 149 child fatalities resulting from child abuse in California. That's just one year. 149 children. An even more scary statistic is that nationally there were 1,809 child fatalities associated with child abuse. It's almost 2,000 children that died from child abuse. That's shameful. As a society and as a nation, as people, as humans, we need to do better. We need to protect our children and we need this to fucking stop. If you see something, say something. Because looking away is the most evil thing you can do. And that concludes my three-part series on these children. Um, I do want to say that... Um, Sorry, I'm sorry. I need to gather myself. I'm sorry. If you see child abuse or neglect, Go to the Child Welfare Welfare Information Gateway website, and that's childwelfare.gov, and look up the state abuse and neglect reporting numbers. They have them there for every single state. And there is absolutely no reason why a child should be left in a home with abuse, abusing parents, family members. No excuse whatsoever. I love you guys. 
You are enough. You are worthy. Your voice matters. Take care of yourself.